Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Sal Lopizo. Hello, how the hell are you? Hey, Brian, how are you? Thanks for having uh, me. Oh, thank you so much for coming out in the cold. And where can people see you do stand-up comedy on stage in New York City, and where can they find you online? Uh, so you can find me online at on Instagram is what I use most. It's at Sal Lopizo, which is just <laughs> my full name. Um, but I run my own monthly show now, which I'm really excited about, out of the Pit Theater. Is that Funfetti? It's Funfetti. Okay. It's a lot of fun. And the next one's March 12th? March 12th okay. is the next. It's a Thursday at 9 p.m. And what room is it in at the Pit? There's a couple in there. Yeah, we switch it up. So I think this one's at the Underground. Um, which is the smaller venue. I always joke that I feel like we're doing it like out of like a bomb shelter or something because oh, wow. it's like this underground, you know, behind the stairs, very like, you know, boy under the cupboard, Harry Potter. It's very like, you know, a small little space. Yeah, but I mean, you're belting, I mean, you're belting out show tunes and everything, right? It's a variety. Yeah, of it's okay. a variety. We do, uh, we have Broadway caliber singers that come on, some wow. song parody. We have a live pianist. <gasps> Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, a tech guy, and we use visuals, and oh. I do none of my act. Every 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 month, I do all the material. Oh, my God. Yeah, I do, like, a top ten list. <gasps> yeah. So, so how are you churning out that constant new material? Just stage time and writing as much as I can. Wow. And yeah. so where, where are you at when you're not doing Funfetti? I do Dangerfields quite often. Um I uh, help run a show there twice a week. Um, I've been doing that for a long time. And then all, all over the place. I mean, wherever I can get stage time, I've been doing a lot of bar shows. I've done some shows actually up here. Yeah, QED, um, right? Yeah, for um, Angela Cobb. She runs a really cool oh, show sure, up here. Sure. Yeah, she's done my Fun Fetty show. Oh, cool. So, you know, I'm all over just hitting, hitting the clubs and trying to get as much stage time as I possibly can. Right, but Fun Fetty is the one to see every month. Fun Fetty. At the yeah, pit. Yeah, exactly. And wh- where's the pit? The People's Improv Theater? Yeah, is it's that on like... 24th Street yeah. in Lex and Madison. Okay. And, you know, I've done I've been stand up for a while now. And you do all these shows, and they're great. And I, you know, who loves stand up more than comics, right? Right, right? But you go to some of these shows, and it's you know, comic after comic. So I wanted to do something where people who sing or do also like one of my friends, Robin Shaw, is going to be in our April edition, and she's a really great comic. Okay. But she also plays the ukulele. <gasps> so instead of doing her act, she's going to come on Funfetti and like play the ukulele and do some song parody. Do, is, is she also going to kind of play during other acts? No, oh, no, okay. no. Right. Just like fun, a, in place of the pianist or something, it yeah, could be ukulele. Right? That's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. But, I don't know. Some of the things you might be talking about in your act, and I'm not sure, but we're going to be talking about them briefly today, is the fact that you just got your first pet, oh my God. which is which is like, and I've always thought about doing it because I'm a little bit older, and I'm not somebody who's always had his own pet, so to yeah. have one right now would just be life-changing. Like, you got responsibility. It's a dog, right? You got it's responsibility now. You have to walk it's, it a thousand times a day. and It's unbelievable. Okay. I, first of all, I've never had a pet before, so she's like my first pet ever. And I cannot believe how much I love this dog. Like, I used to look at people and be like, are you out of your mind? Picking she up this shit? She kisses me. She licks me. I'm, like, totally in love with her. I can't get enough. What kind of dog is it? She's a snorky because I'm gay, a, so a I had to get, like, a really, a, yeah. What's the She's F? a Yorkie schnauzer. Oh, that's bizarre. Which I didn't, she's adorable, but I didn't know anything about either breed, which was a mistake. But what does it look like? Is it a schnauzer with Yorkie coloring yeah, or vice she's, versa? Yeah, she's mostly black, and then she has brown, like, markings and, like, light brown eyebrows. She's really cute. I, I wish I could, I'll show you a picture after, but she's really, she's all over my Instagram. If you go to my oh, Instagram, good. you'll see her, is yeah. That, is that Sal Lopizo? Sal, yeah, at okay. Sal Lopizo. Okay. And, uh, 
Yeah, she's and it's so funny because my boyfriend and I have been together for like six and a half years, you know, which I always joke in gay years is like 37 and a half. <laughs> it's a lot longer. And so now, thanks to gay marriage, yeah, everyone's like, when are you getting married? When are you? Yeah. So I thought the dog would buy me like at least another year or two, you know, like, well, we got a dog. Or another, a another seven gay years anyway. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Wow. So that's why we so that's why we did it, you okay. know. Um, but I'm, uh, it's a lot of work. But I joke, too, because like. You know, I'm Italian, so I'm very hairy. And my boyfriend, I always say the dog is like a good mix of the two of us. Like, he, <laughs> like she like inherited my boyfriend's like attitude and bone structure. And she has like my like hairy legs, back, ears, oh nose. Like, like, it's so funny. She's like a complete like, you know, mix of the two of us. Well, it's cool that you're able to take material from your dog because that sounds like a perfect bit. Yeah. It's just a short, short, punchy joke. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> okay, and then now, why did it take you so long? And like both of us, I think we were slightly overweight as a child. Yeah. Like, you know, what is it about, you know, first of all, you're, you're very in shape right now. So what was the well, development there? And how, now that you have to walk your dog, that's an excuse to get your exercise too. Is that how you stay fit and trim by buying dogs? No, I stay fit and trim <laughs> by being a gay man. Okay. Because the, uh, the, what I look like now for a, like for a straight guy is good shape, but for a gay man is morbid obesity. Oh, no. Like I am, yeah. It's why just, is it that way? Oh, my God. The gay, gay world is so much more um, uh, uh, visual, and and the aesthetic is so important. I mean, it's re- honestly, in truthfulness, it's getting a lot better now, and, okay. and there's a lot of like sort of body positivity with the younger generation, which is great. Yeah. But I'm in my mid 30s, and when I first came out, like in the early 2000s, you know, Chelsea was the place. Everybody there was like nobody had hair, everybody had muscles, oh, and no. I had like a hairy back and man boobs. <gasps> so this was not like I was like I got to figure this out. So you shaped up, but even still, by that standard, so, you're not where you should be yeah. in your brain. Yeah. But it's well, you're probably more accepting of it now, and you got a you have a boyfriend for six, yeah. seven years, right? Yeah, and now I'm, I mean I joke about it, but now I'm at a point where I just you know I'm totally fine with myself, you know. Oh, good. And then it took a while to get to that, though, huh? Oh my God, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was a real. I was a. Fa- I grew up in Queens, by the way, not far from here. Oh, cool. And um, you know, I was. I mean, I was. I just ate my feelings. I was a fat kid. Like I, I was. I other kids would be outside playing. I was inside, like watching the Rosie O'Donnell show, eating <laughs> ring dings. You know, she's fat and famous. I oh can be God. fat and famous yeah. too. Yeah, right? I can tell. Yeah, it was like her show was perfect for me. I thought like eat ring dings, shoot cruise balls, fall in love with Tom Cruise. Like my life yeah, is done. Yeah, she did you know? shoot, shoot the balls at <laughs> she, the at the camera, right? Yeah, she did. And so was Rosie. Kind of. I mean, is any of the Rosie um, O'Donnell fabulousness making its way on stage? Like, like what's your persona on stage? Are you just you? Are you Sal Pizzo? Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty much me. Just a okay. heightened version of myself. Self, okay, know? and then how do you heighten it? Is it energy? Yeah, and it's a little bit of. I was just talking to another comic friend about this because he's single, and we're, I was saying that, like, you know, I used to say, like, when doing stand up is like walking into a gay bar, you know, yeah. you can show no fear. Right, like if you don't if you don't think you look good, you better make everyone else in the room think that you think you look good. Yeah, and there is sort of this false narrative in your head, and it's sort of a delusion, a, a grand, uh, you know. Uh, delusions of grandeur i guess and when yeah. you're a com i mean when you get on stage you have to believe that you're funny right and if if, if they're not laughing you have to say to yourself like what's wrong with them not me because yeah. otherwise you'll never get back on stage right Yeah, they'll see weakness and they'll yeah. just eat you alive yeah right. so i think that that it's me but it's like this version of myself where like i'm just a nar- where you're a narcissist where you just think you're like the best thing in the world oh, otherwise God. how else could you Get on stage, right? And then, I mean, how am I supposed to, like, as a person in the audience, though, who doesn't own a shit that much, like, meaning, you know, you have to believe yourself to go on stage, but Mm -hmm. audience doesn't have to to come in and sit down at your show. How do I see, like, any vulnerability that I can relate to? Are you, like, letting down your guard at all? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm uh, I, well, all my jokes. I'm the butt of them. Okay. Yeah, it's very self-deprecating. So, so though, though you might be delusional to start, it usually leads to yeah. less than optimal results. Well, no, the delusion isn't. I'm not cocky on stage. Okay. I'm saying in my brain, and uh, I have you have to in your own head to be even, delusional to even get up to there. get up there right. to think that you're funny enough than everybody else that right. you should stand on stage and tell jokes. There's a delusion there. There's a you know. So that yeah. that's the part of me that sort of you know it's like this heightened version of me. It's this part of this like all the best qualities of me. I oh, guess. good, but but yeah. through the you know that's inwardly, and then what they're seeing on stage though is a self-deprecating humor. Yeah, and how can you? So you're poking your you know you're talking about the man boobs and the hairiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are you talking about that on stage? Oh, how your, yeah. The development through you know what was an accepting body type in the the gay community. Yeah, that that in particular isn't so much Mac, but I do talk about. I mean, one of the lines is you know for a straight guy I'm in good shape, but for a gay man like this is more. <laughs> obesity yeah yeah and i mean i talk a lot about like i was a weird kid too not only was i fat like all the other guys in my block in queens they were all like tough guys into sports and wrestling and i was like into rosie and oprah like that you know they were outside shooting hoops and trying to get laid i'm inside writing in a gratitude journal having yeah. aha moments you know i was like a total like weird little chubby gay kid that i didn't that i didn't even know i was you and know at what point did you kind of meet other people who were <clears throat> anything like you or at least accepting of that I think they were always there. I just didn't recognize that. Or I didn't even recognize myself as gay until I was a little bit older. Okay. And I saw Ricky Martin for the first time. And I was like, all right, now, like, that's the first time I equated gay to me. I was like, I don't want to be friends with this guy. I want him, like... Shaking his bonbon on me, like it made it finally made sense to me. And so you know? then you started living La Vida Loca yeah. after and Ricky I, Martin came out. Yeah, that okay. was I was about sixteen the first time I saw him at the ninety nine Grammys. <sighs> By seventeen, I lost seventy pounds. <gasps> No motivator. Were, were, you, were, you, were, you sh- were you shaking your bonbon? Were you actually doing fitness oh, no, through I, like activity? Or are you just kind of no, going No, I started to- going to the gym and dieting and not eating. My mom had a total mental breakdown because I wouldn't eat her macaroni. My mom's Italian, you know? And every Sunday, instead of eating like pasta, I would just have like meatballs and salad. And she'd be like, you're killing me. I made all this macaroni. <laughs> then she started making like whole wheat pasta, not understanding that yeah. like it's still carbs. Wow. Like I'm not eating... Yeah. And so she had to adjust it. And they're still kind of adjusting because they're on social, right? Oh, my God. My mom is unbelievable. And so what are they like? Because it sounds like if she's doing that about her macaroni, she must just be a a just lovable handful on social media. Well, first of all, my mother just got Instagram. Okay. (gasps) And this is what I always joke that my mom feels about smartphones the way I feel about vaginas. Like, she's just not that really into it. (laughs) You know, it's like diddle that over there. You know, she got got a a flip phone right now. Yeah. She's very, you know, like, there's no microwave in my mom's house. She doesn't drive. She thinks the dishwasher is magic. Like, she doesn't do any of that stuff. She's very old school. Grew up in Manhattan. Doesn't, like, very old school Italian. Even though she's, like, 70. She acts like she's 90. So she got Insta because she has all these grandkids all over the country. My siblings live all over the place. Ah. And so she, now she can, like, see the grandkids. But she doesn't really understand, like, the lingo. And she's okay. like, like, this is true, I swear to you. My mom thinks that LOL means lots of love. <gasps> I'm not kidding. That's, it works. No, it doesn't. Because she'll put, like, I'll put a <laughs> picture up of, like, me and my dog and my boyfriend, right? And she'll write on oh, the, on, no. like, she'll comment. She's laughing at you. Well, she'll write, like, it looks like that, oh, yeah. the dog's so cute. And L- the house looks great. And <laughs> LOL. An- and Anthony, wait, and Anthony's gorgeous. And you look like you lost weight. LOL. Oh, I'm like, no, no, that's not how that That works. is fucking hilarious. Yeah. God. So she totally thinks that that's how. She also calls me. I do this in my act a lot. She calls me every day about the weather. Like Why? she doesn't you, understand. You both, you both are in Queens, or you both in New York well, City? Well, I live anyway. in Manhattan, and she yeah. thinks it's different weather there <laughs> in the city. But she'll call me to like tell me it's gonna rain, and I'm like, I have a smartphone <laughs> and eyeballs. Like I know. 
I want an umbrella. I have one in my backpack. I, I saw totally it. Yeah. doesn't I, get it. And so you, that's making its way mm. into stage, but not yet the social. Like the LOL thing sounds like it's no, a, that's a in bit. My, that, oh, that's that's a fun, it is. Yeah, I wrote and you bring it for fun, for fun, fun, fun. Okay. And then, is there anything about your boyfriend that's making his way on stage? Oh my God, I talk about him a lot. Yeah, and and what is his reaction to being made? You know, kind of the same as everyone else's. They hate it, and then you do it, and then they're like, Oh, you doing more material about me? The first time I did material about my parents, my mom, my parents were both there, and I was like, oh, you know, and my mom loved it, and my dad's like, you don't talk about me on stage. I'm like, <laughs> all right, so then I started talking about him on stage. Cause but, like, it, it would have to be, it's only funny if you're painting them in a flattering light. Like, that's the, yeah. it, it, because people are laughing, I don't know that they'll necessarily like it unless you're painting them in a positive light, right? Like, yeah. if he comes off like a douche or something, he won't yeah, like the joke no. even if people laughed, right? Well, I did do kind of a douchey joke about it. <laughs> so my dad just retired recently, right. and now I say, he, I say he spends his days on Facebook, um, uh, uh, reposting clickbait and just butchering the English language. Like that's his new, like just misspelling his political views all day long. It sounds know? like you could like screen cap that and just make that your own post or just be like, here's my, you know, I guess we have the same it. name too. So people, th- I have like Anthony's relatives okay. and my dad's like crazy liberal, which I am too. And it's fine. And you know, although I don't talk about that in Mac, but he's right. like totally like my dad's like loves Bernie Sanders okay. and thinks he's like a millennial. And, and he's, he's sharing that all day. Oh, all day, every day. And so people are like, you're very vocal. And I'm like, that's not me. That's my dad. I'm like, Dad, can't you use like a different, like put your middle initial or something? No, it's all, it's funny that way. And I'm going to befriend your dad because he sounds like oh, a ride. Oh, you totally should. And, that, and that's what, and you're going to talk about your dad at Funfetti on March 12th? Probably, yeah. Okay. He'll be there. He come, They come <gasps> to every show, both of my parents. And what are their reactions? Are they laughing along? Oh, they love or, it. They okay. think it's, my dad, they think it's like the best thing in the world. They just, yeah. Yeah, my mom can't get enough. They're like, when's the next one? Am I getting comp tickets? <laughs> yes, I'll get you a comp. But for people who are not comped, it's at the pit, and it's mm-hmm. March 12th, March and it's 12th. a monthly show. It's a monthly show. Okay. It, every month, obviously, it's a different day. We're try. We, we we're trying to get them all to be on Fridays at 9, which yeah. going from now to September looks like I, we, we're going to have that. That'll be a, a good slot but for Funfetti because it sounds like a good time. Yeah, that's yeah. A, we started at 10.30 on a Thursday. Oh, no. I was like, and it still got going. It still kept going. Yeah, I have a lot of friends. That's, that's a testament. I, yeah, I begged everybody, please come, and they did, which is great. That's been one of the great things about doing stand-up as a New Yorker in New York is that I've had so much support from friends and family and neighbors and coworkers. Like, I'm sure you get this too. People show up, you know? And so ev- even the kids, even the kids who are playing outside while you're inside watching Rosie, do yeah. they come to the show? Now they come to the show. See? Yeah. And now they know what I was doing inside all that time. Uh, that's <laughs> the magic of comedian <laughs> Sal Lopizo. Sal Lopizo, thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. This was great. I appreciate it.